0: BLOB TALK RADIO Fresh cut grass I'm back in my helmet Cleats and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy For the boys to fall
1: Everybody, uh, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, tonight, we're just going to be talking about a lot of women's football, and uh, it's uh, almost that time of year to be getting the games kicked off. Um, everybody should be in full swing with practice and preparation at this point. Um, I know, I know, we are trying to get ready to play a game or two and uh, get everybody on the same page. Um, it's a lot of work. People don't realize how um, football is a, a lot of fun. And it seems like the games are so short. You put in so much work to play so little of time, you know. And um, Even when you watch it on TV, you know, the game lasts three hours and <clears throat> those guys are put in both loads of practice during the week. So it seems like a lot of practice for uh, so little time. Uh, you know, and like these girls, we've been uh, actually full pad since the first of the year and worked out a lot uh, before then. And uh, you're going to play seven or eight games scheduled during the year. And then if you're fortunate enough to go far in the playoffs and, uh, you could probably possibly play ten or eleven games I believe. So to play that kind of uh uh you know, to play that kind of schedule for all the hours you you put into it. It it, it doesn't seem long uh like very much time of playing for all the practice, but uh, that's part of it. It happens with every every sport I suppose, besides baseball. They seem to practice not near as much and play forever. Uh, so, uh, not a big baseball fan, but anyway, all the other sports seems to be that way. You practice a lot and play uh, very few games, but anyway, that's the world we live in. Uh, the topic tonight is uh, making and correcting mistakes that are made in practice and or games, and You know, it's sort of a hard topic, I guess, and uh, a lot of people don't even like to address address it. I know a lot of players just can't stand. They, They think they do everything right, and they can't stand you to try to correct them. But in all reality, we as coaches, as players, whatever you want to call it, there's a ton of mistakes made. And every time you take a shortcut, you're making a mistake. And I don't think that the that really sinks in to players or coaches. It, to me, In fact, I know as coaches, you, you know, and I sit here and just talk about how much time you put in before you play. Well, you know, a lot of teams try to cram – so much of this practice in before they play games because they don't start as soon. And to me, that's making a mistake in itself. Um, Now, I'd like to practice way more than we get to. Reality is you get girls that have jobs, families, careers. Some don't, but a lot do. Some live further away than others. Can't make it a whole lot more. Um, Just a lot of different things keeps this level of uh, play in women's football from being able to practice as much as I would like to. Uh, Now, maybe the – and I've always been curious about that, is maybe the bigger teams, and I'm talking roster size of 50-plus, maybe they get to practice more. Uh, Maybe – Maybe they get more participation at practice, and I would love to go. Uh, you know, just find out. I know a lot of a lot of them wouldn't like you because they think you'd be nosy and this that and other. That. But I'd really just like to see, you know, how they how they practice, how many days a week they practice. Uh, they got all them players. I know how they do it, I but how they um, how they go about it with that many players. And the many days they practice during the week, and I'm a firm believer. As far as I'm concerned, I would much rather make those mistakes in practice versus in a game. Now, and I'm sure by saying no kid, but in all reality, that that's where I mean I'm I'm pretty picky about it, and my players will tell you, you know. I want to make sure that we do everything we possibly can in practice the right way. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you start playing, there's another team over there that wants to win just as much as you do. And they're trying to create turnovers. They're trying everything they can to stop you. So they're putting their will against your will. Mistakes are going to happen. And when, when that does, you've got to be able – to to accept those, you know, hey, we made mistakes, find out where they're at. Some of them are game changers. Some of them you can see and you can change during the game. But a lot of them you can't see, you know. A lot of them you just can't uh, see what's going on, and you have to watch film or something, and uh, you know, before you can ever create them. Now, the, the difference is, being able to get these players, I'm I'm talking about the level of football that we're in. I, I can't say about those huge teams. I don't know how they go about it. Uh, as far as the women's level, I know when when I played in high school football, we watched film a lot of film, you know, I mean a lot of them. And each each group watched them and we went over it and over it and over. And then we went out there and practiced and we went over it and over it and over it. But that was every day. We practiced every day. Here we get to practice a day or two a week. So that is so tough to to do in women's football. Now, if if everybody shows up that that's on the team I think a lot less mistakes are made. But in all reality, I've I've been a part of this now. This will be going on five or six years, I guess. In all reality, I've seen teams get as low, have 30 on the roster or more, and get five or six at practice. Now, I don't know, unless it's just the, the perfect five or six show up, I don't really know what kind of work you're going to do at practice. So the next time you have practice, even if more show up, you're behind. More mistakes are made. Now the coach has to try to cram two practices into one with half the people that's going to show up to game, and then come game time, you haven't. A lot of people haven't even practiced don't even know what's going on. You, have, you, you can't even, you know, it's just so much confusion there. The mistakes just keep piling up, piling up, piling up. You don't even get a chance to correct them because it's just one right after another. And, you know, a lot of times the coach, of course the coach, he gets all the credit when they lose and all the credit when they win, and he he's the blame for it. Well, guess what? He... Women's football, if you're at this level, you don't have 50, 60, 70 players, you can't just uh, go in there and start running people off unless you don't want to play. Now, that, that's an option. I mean, it, you know, I'm a firm believer in making practice. I'm a firm believer in participating in practice. Um, you, you can't get better if you're not there and sitting on the sidelines or, or whatever the case may be, um, you, you've got to be out there going through every single thing everybody else is going through. Uh, I know the last few weeks, it has been nothing but rain around here for the last month. And it literally has been like a mud pit, and that's trying to practice. I mean, you step and then you just sink up about six inches. Do you know what? We trekked right through it. We kept right after. Sure, we made a lot of mistakes. You get that ball gets wet, muddy, cleats fill up. We just kept pounding on it. We just keep going. We keep going. That's the only way we're going to get better. What, what if it rains for a month and we we go to play? You know, well, we got to be ready for that. We can't just keep making excuses that turn into mistakes. Well, I mean, you know, we it rained. We we better stay in today. You know what? What you think they're gonna cancel a game that's called the rain? I've never seen a game cancel because of rain. I've seen a game cancel because of lightning thunder. I've never seen one cancel because of the rain. So you got to be ready. If you're not there You can't get rich, And I think that's the biggest thing at this level of women's football is the lack of participation at practice. Now I know when we first started our team, we started with one player. And then it wasn't long before we got another player. And then that player knew a girl. And then we had three players. And then, you know, we keep after, keep after. For the longest time, we had about five or six players. And I won't tell you, we, we did uh, get together and and work. I mean, we took and put those five or six in potential positions and we worked at it, you know. Then a couple of them got mad and they quit. Then we were back down to four. You know, it is so tough. There's just so much you can't do right, and and I know that that's when you start making a lot of mistakes, is when you lose personnel, you move people that ain't used to playing there, they don't know the lack of knowledge, the lack of experience, turn into mistakes, that's just part of it, that's just part of the growing process in women's football that I've seen is the is the lack of uh experience, the lack of knowledge. And you know, it's just like I told a player tonight, how do you get it unless you just get out there and get it? You know, you go for a job interview and I said, Well, you know if you had some experience we'd hire you. Well, nobody will hire you, how are you supposed to get experience? Nobody will give you a job, how are you supposed to get experience? You get no experience. I'm going to tell you, my papa told me, son, experience comes expensive. That's because you make a lot of mistakes that cost you a lot of money in life. Making mistakes in football costs you a lot of yardage, maybe games, maybe uh, penalties, maybe touchdowns, just whatever. All that adds up. It's the same concept. So, lack of experience, lack of knowledge creates a lot of mistakes. Now, The lack of experience until you get out there and get going, get playing, get your feet wet, get a season or two under you, there's just nothing you can do about lack of experience. But now lack of knowledge is something different. Even when you can't practice with the team, or let me rephrase it. Let me me go back. I don't want to say you can't practice. When the team is not practicing during the week or whatever, you can take that time to gain knowledge by getting with the other players, getting with the coach, whatever the case may be, going over plays, going over what you need to do. I promise you there's not just me that's part of this team that knows what everything's going on. there're players that know what their positions are, what the line's positions are, it's running' backs, quarterbacks, get with those people. Gain that knowledge. Now, that is something you can do. You can gain that knowledge. Know when that play is called in the huddle, you're going to know who to block. Know when that play is called in the huddle, you're going to know what route to run. Know when the play is called, hey, I know I'm getting the ball. I know where I'm supposed to go. I don't have to look at somebody who like the deer in the headlights like look. Know what you're doing. Know exactly what's going on around you. And I'll promise you, if you do that, even though you don't have as much experience, the mistakes will go way down because knowledge will uh, account for a lot of your inexperience. Now, you take great knowledge along with great experience and get in great shape, man, you got something. And that's, that's a combination of those three that I'm sure that the bigger teams out there have a lot of. I mean, you take, we get 20 here, we got 20 to choose our 11 from on each side of the ball. They get 70, well, it looks the difference. You know, I guarantee you, I, I've, never, actually, I've never been, I'm putting anywhere in anybody's mouth. I just about bet you, though, how those 70, half of them, make practice every day. Half of them make practice every day. I would be real surprised because now I'm just figuring if they got 70, they've probably got 20 to 25 that are on a practice squad pretty much. And then maybe later in the year, somebody gets hurt or something, they bring them up. Maybe they let them travel or maybe they let them dress out for home games, whatever that is. So they've probably got 45 or 50 really serious players that show up a lot. And, Work hard okay that's Twice as many plus To get your 11 from Is what we have here Um, That is a big Difference that is a humongous Difference then you're talking about Really getting in shape Then you're talking about having serious Competition for different Positions rather than just be Put in position because You don't have enough or maybe it Ain't the position that you desire, but it's just the best position that you fit in at the time. All that stuff comes into play. Uh, so, naturally, those teams that are bigger are better. They work harder because they work more. They've got more self-practice. They have less mistakes. they got more on the team. They have to play less players. Less players means um, you know, they get the change of different – it's just a process. It's just like domino effect. So it it ain't that this level that women can't play football. Hey, we love it. I mean, we love it around here. I, I tell my girls all the time, I played in high school. The greatest thing about it was when I was a senior, junior, I played on a small team. The greatest thing about it was I never came off the field, never came off the field. The bad part was I never came off the field. So playing on small teams, the greatest thing about it is you get to play football. Most of my girls, they are just players. They're not just certain They're players. They play a little bit everywhere. But the bad part of that is they, they don't get a whole lot of breaks. So that being said, I just told them this week, you got to get in that much better shape. Um, I've challenged them all. To, to get in better shape. And I would challenge every women's football player out there that uh, I'm sure your team um, probably doesn't get to practice as much as uh, the coaches and organization would like to. So, with that being said, they don't have as much time to get you in correct shape. You know, take it upon yourself. Do work. Help your team out. Help the coaches out. Um Make, make women's football great. Make it where Just because you don't play on a great team don't mean you ain't a great team. Um, so, with all that being said, all that leads in to less mistakes. More attendance at practice, less mistakes. Better shape, less mistakes. More knowledge, less mistakes. More experience, less mistakes. Now, again, with less experience, you're going to have mistakes. It's just part of the growing pain. You just hope they're they're limited. You know, that's just part of it at any job, anything, any sport, any of that you do. Um, So, you know, it's it's just so, so tough. Now, we want to believe that we can go uh, mistake-free in practice, in a game, and all that. I mean, that's what we really want to do. That's what we really want to to believe. But in all reality, it, it's not. It's not there. Um, if you do, the competition is just so um, low or bad that that it, it's unbelievable. Because I'm telling you, you get out there when somebody is trying to stop you. And they're forcing you to do things, uh, the ball. For instance, you play in the rain, the ball gets wet. Center has a hard time getting it back there. That's mistakes. That's lumped up that we just can't control as much as we'd like to. I'll never forget when uh, the Indianapolis Colts won the Super Bowl. They played down in Miami. Peyton Manning said, uh, him, him and Jeff Saturday, you know, they just forecasted it was supposed to be rain. They played with wet practice with wet balls all that week. Jeff Saturday said he's sick of snapping wet balls. Guess what? It paid off. That's, see, they limped their mistake. They looked ahead. They worked at it. They they thought about it. They said, hey, this is a great possibility. Now, if it hadn't rained, they were ready to go either way. That's, that's being smart And limiting your mistakes And you know That stuff a lot as coaches We have to be aware of You know we have to be aware Of uh, a quarterback You know hey You need a glove you don't need a glove If the ball's dry the glove's great the ball's wet The glove's terrible Tear um, how much you dry it off So those kind of mistakes You can help eliminate by just being smart, by just being able to check ahead, think ahead, uh, do things like that. So, you know, a lot of mistakes can be headed off. A lot of them you can't. Um, You know, even though you practice and practice and practice those wet balls, that baby gets full of mud, you can't wipe that mud off, smears everywhere. Here the, the center is, especially in women's football, their hands ain't that big. As they are immense, of course, the ball's smaller, but still they can't get a good grip on it before you know it. Field slick, runner slipping, quarterbacks go to throw, can't grip. All that stuff comes into play. So, naturally, we want to think it's going to happen, but in all reality, it's not going to happen. Now, what you're going to do to fix those mistakes and work on them, that's the next thing. Um a lot of it is, is you know, habit me, you know, and some of it just like the snap You know, for instance, center um, gets in a game and, and the, the ball is a little wet and uh, has to overcompensate a little something, and before you know it, this cannot. It gets in their head or for whatever reason. They, their stance is different or they start gripping the ball different, and even though you're working on it, in a, in a game, sometimes it can just, just go sour. And, you know, at that point, uh, a mistake is not trying something else or moving somebody else to center and uh, seeing if that helps. I mean, because I tell my team all the time, naturally, just again, everybody's going to say, really, but whoever makes the least amount of mistakes obviously has the best chance to win. So, When you go into a game and you want to be mistake-free, you can't continue to keep letting uh, a ball hit the ground, whether that be from the center, from the quarterback, from the running back, whatever the case may be, receivers. At some point, you know, I, I believe in giving my players an opportunity. But once that opportunity is gone, we're going to change now. It may not be forever, it may be just to the end of the game. And then come practice time, we're gonna work on it that week. You know, we're gonna uh, get after it, try to see if we can fix that and try to uh transform that into something positive versus something negative. Now that's where as as the player making this mistake, um and, again, it can be any of them. I'm not trying to single out anybody on my team or anybody else's team. I'm just talking in general. But at that point, that to understand that the best case scenario for your team, you're hurting your team. Bottom line is you're hurting your team by the ball hitting the ground, whether it's the, the quarterback that can't get a hold of it, whether it's the running back keeps dropping it, receiver, center, whatever happens, whatever the case may be, you realize you have to realize at that time, be the bigger person say, you know what, for whatever reason, this thing where you can't just keep saying, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it because whoever makes the least amount of mistakes usually wins the game. Now it's not always that way, but I'm telling you, majority of the time Whoever makes the least amount of mistakes wins football game, wins any game of sports. Um, so hopefully it's not something that's that bad or something that you can't fix with a lot of uh, work and the correct work. Um, so it's – but to me, I want them to be in practice. So when game time comes, you don't have as many. Uh, we know there's going to be mistakes. I said, not as many. We want to limit those. Um, you got to play to your strengths, you know. Um, we, you, I see a lot of mistakes in practice, and I'll tell you right now, we, I stop right then and there, and and we address it now. the I'm not, I don't try to single out anybody. I don't try to embarrass anybody. We're a team, and everybody has. Has their spot you know. Everybody has a job to do And if each person Don't do their job A team cannot go So we're not trying to embarrass anybody We're not trying to single out anybody But theoretically you do get singled out But it's to make you better It's not to jump down their throat I don't jump down their throat I holler at them And a lot of them And uh, things like that And games more than I do at practice Because we're learning at practice it's more about teaching and learning at practice than it is and in game time. You're putting all that motion. And during that game, when I feel like everything I've taught you during practice, you just sort of threw out the window and doing your own thing, I'm probably going to be hollering at you. So that's where you hear me uh, do the most hollering. So, but for when mistakes are made in our practice, we stop right in there and address it. We work on it, that. And that's at every single position. I mean, I go as far as being picky uh, about the balls that are caught in practice. You know, you see certain throws made and they catch them and, they, hey, it looks good. But you know what? It won't work in a game. So that's a mistake. Even though it looks good, when there's not, eleven other people out there that that are trying to intercept the ball or trying to make the tackle that looks good. But when you put those eleven on the other side of the field, that don't that don't work. So we work on it. I mean, hey, we hey, good throw, good catch, but so it won't work. Wrong placement of the ball. Here's where the ball has to be. I would rather see the ball be out there where only our receiver can get it, but she couldn't get to it, and fall short, take an incomplete, play the rest, play another down, whatever, has to make that throw in practice that looks good in practice, but in a game gets picked off, take take it back the other way for six. That's that's just the way I am. Um, A lot of people might say that's being too picky. Um, I I'm not. I think it's just being a realist. And I think as a coach, you have to be a realist when practicing, or I don't think you can or will be successful when it comes game time. Now, I, I truly understand that you practice for a reason. People, be honest in practice. Be be real about it. Be You know, when you do something great, make a big deal out of it. You did it right. You did it great. Make a big deal out of it. But when you do it wrong, make a big deal out of it. Correct it so it can make something great. I think that we just get caught up that because we don't get to see the team as much as we'd like, I think we get caught up in – just because certain things look good or certain things happen, you you tend to overlook the reality is that ain't gonna work. Um, and I think oh, I, I've seen it. I ain't gonna say I've seen it not here, but I've seen it. Ain't I ain't gonna I ain't gonna let it happen. You know, I, I just ain't gonna let that happen. Um, you hear all the time uh, great phrases said. Um, you know practice makes perfect. Well, there was a seven-time world champion team roper told me that perfect practice makes perfect. You know, and I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that. I think that, I mean, I agree with him 110%. You can't go out there and put in half speed and expect to get a 100% speed performance out of what they're doing. They're just, it's just not like that. Um, So, you know, even though as small organizations, and i talk to a lot of um, coaches and uh, owners and stuff like that, and other small organizations, they're in the same boat. They don't get, they might have 20 on the roster, um, get, 15 at practice if they're lucky on a regular basis. You don't have that 11 to uh, work on the other side. So when you're going at your offense, you better be going 100% at everything you're doing, and you better be picky about it. You better be making sure that those plays are run correctly. And by that, I set up tones a lot of times. Here's where our marks need to be. Here's what we're going to have to do to be successful in that game. And if we don't reach these points, the quarterback, if you don't make these reads, if you don't get here, if you don't get there, it ain't going to work. And anything that falls short of that, it ain't going to work. And we work on that. And I'm, I'm telling you, you may think I'm kidding, and I'm not. You may think, man, that, that guy's picky. I am. When it comes to practice, I am. Just because that it looks good don't mean it's going to work. The lack of participation at practice is so critical. It's so, so critical on these mistakes. Um, I've, I've seen it several years ago uh, with other teams. I've seen it when we first started our team. We ended up with a few not very many players that year, 14, I think, maybe 15. We'd get half of those at practice on a regular basis. Now, you stop and think about it. Most of the time, whatever other practice, the quarterback would show up. We had a receiver showed up every day. We had a lineman that showed up every day. And let's see. That's probably that's probably about it on an everyday but Maybe three players two that for sure showed up every day. And the one with the lineman, the one with the receiver. Now we'd have about six or seven show up on a regular basis to practice. Quarterback every other practice. Her job wouldn't let her show up every week. Um and I'm I'm really against that, but we just didn't have anybody else that uh, could play that position. I'm I'm for uh quarterbacks showing up every day, uh they have to have the most work, and they have to understand what's going on in every position more than anybody else. but hey, that's all we had uh we wanted to play, but I realized that we we played eight games that we played nine games that year we won eight we had more talent than anybody we played when we played. The last game we played, we got beat. The other team had more experience than we did. They were tougher than we were, and they made a lot less mistakes than we did. We had turned the ball over only five times all year. We turned it over eight times in one game. Now, trust me, they were the best team we'd played that year. But we the it was in the fourth quarter at some point. We were behind the whole game. It was a it was a slug fest. We were behind the whole game. early in the fourth quarter we had the lead and the ball. Throw an interception for a touchdown. We it, we never got off our backs from there on. Um made less mistakes, we made more mistakes. We made Way more mistakes that one game than we'd made all year. Leading up to that game, we had less at practice than we'd had all year. That's the part of women's football that I don't understand. That's the part of women's football that drives me crazy. It's too easy to miss. You're going to play, at the time, the biggest game you've played all year long. And you, your quarterback and your receivers and your running back are all never at practice at the same time. Don't understand it. Yes. I, I mean, we deserve to get beat. I'll just say you crushed me that we got beat. Don't, um, But we deserve to get beat. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I, I look back on it. Um, Every year, every day, really, I think about that. What can I do about it? I mean, I, I tried to get them there. What What can I do about it? I mean, I call them. I say you need to be here. Well, I got this deal. Got that deal. What do well, you do other than just say, you know what, four fifty game? What well, do you do? I mean, I, I don't know what you do, and and that's a that's a big mistake. I'm telling you. We were not prepared to play that game. We had some great athletes on that team, but we weren't prepared to play that game. When you think you're too good to practice, you you just need to move on. I don't care who you are uh, because there ain't nobody too good to practice. The best quarterback that's ever been in the NFL – practice and work harder than anybody else and that's why they're great that's why they uh, have all the stats that's why they've won more games that's why they have well, the greatest win percentage so i don't care who you are if you think you're too good to practice you you just need to get into a, uh, you need to get away from a team event because uh, team oriented situation because you're not I've never seen anybody in any kind of sport that was too big uh, too good to practice it happens more in the sport of rodeo or team roping than any other place I ever seen I see guys that never ever pick up a rope for years decide they want to go to a roping, and if they hadn't even practiced, hadn't rode their horse, hadn't did anything. Now, you people out there listening going to think, what is he even talking about? How do you think that's going to work? you got a horse involved, two horses involved, the steering involved, people roping, uh, competition getting better every day. You haven't practiced in two years. How do you think it's going to go? Not too good, I promise um, the amount of mistakes you make is is unreal. Um, again, team roping. Team roped all my life. team that makes the least amount of mistakes, they're going to win it. Same thing in football, basketball, every sport. Teams that practice more, they're in better shape. Horse in better shape. Everything slows down for them. Everything just feels right. All the scenarios you, you work on and you dream about, man, you see it happen right in front of you. All that stuff you can't get without practice. I love to practice. I'll just tell you right now, there's some players on my team that love it. They would practice every day. Would love it. There's some that's just like pulling teeth to get them there. Just don't understand it. Um that's why mistakes are made, people. I can't tell you enough. I just cannot tell you enough how important practice is. Um, I can sit here all day and talk about this and talk about that. Bottom line is practice is more important than anything else out there. Um, people. People usually say, Man, we we got to play games and get some practice in. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You, you, you get some experience to learn to play, but you can't practice playing games. You can't work on your offense playing games. You can't throw to your tight end uh, two days in a row in a game 50 throws a day or whatever, 100 throws a day, whatever. You can't do that in a game. You can only do so much in a game. You have to practice to get prepared for that game. You have to put in all this hard work before those games. Now, you do need a certain amount of games, scrimmage games, if you want to practice, whatever, to see what you're working on, to see how it's turning out. But other than that, uh, see how your team's going to react to other people uh, getting after them, smacking them in the mouth, how are you going to do – how are you going to – what you do at that point is, is going to define you. You're going to get up and say, hey, coach, we've got to work harder. Or are you going to quit, you know, or are you just going to say, man, what are we going to do? you going to work harder. You know what I'm saying? That's why you have – I mean, you you look, these, uh, team, these NFL teams, they have these joint practices all year, and then they have six preseason games. And they that's when they work at it. They practice, 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 scrimmage a little, practice, 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 scrimmage a little. They get ready for those games. And then when game time comes, then they practice all that week. Now, once games come and go about, to me, you do put in your game plan, this is when you're correcting those mistakes more than ever. Is before you get to the next game, you get to clean them up, and that's and that's another thing you know, women's football. You don't get to practice that much before you, um, before the next game. So there's there's so many variables that come in um, to making these mistakes. It's it's un, unreal, and the bottom line is this, people. I've seen it when you only get fifty to seventy-five percent of your players there on a regular basis. It's it's really tough. I mean, it's I try, um, I try to watch a lot of game film on on my players, um, not just not just to be watching the film, but just to be watching them um, to help to help see what we can do to eliminate a lot of the mistakes that they made during that game and then fix it in practice or, you know, stop and practice and say, hey, you know, maybe this right here um, would help you a little more than, um, than what you're doing. And sometimes it's just the littlest things that make the biggest difference. And I know people say, man, that ain't true. It ain't true. It is true. I mean it's so much of the quarterback faking the right way, holding the ball the right way, uh, taking a step in a different position, doing things the little I mean, just the least bit different makes the biggest difference. Uh it makes all the difference. So and it's a team sport. So we all have to work together and football is the ultimate team sport. Um, So you fix, you work on, and you correct those mistakes. Um, It always sounds easy, I know, and it's not. Um, The the biggest thing for me is, and I I want these players to have an open mind, because you are singling them out because you're you're making mistakes, but we're not trying to embarrass them or, or anything like that, but, you need to have an open mind all the time. Uh, you know, not think you know it all, uh, but the coach ain't trying to to run you down. I'm sure every coach's mindset out there is, hey, to make you better, not to try to give you false information, uh, you know, not to single you out, to embarrass you, to run you off, Shoot, they want to win. I guarantee you, I've not seen very many coaches that didn't want to win. If they don't want to win. They're in the wrong sport. They need to get out and start fishing or something else, um, you know. So, I doubt they're going to give you any kind of false information. So, when when you think you know more than Mexican, Barty, uh, normally you don't. And I don't nor neither does most people. But what I do know is when we set up a system and we want to do things, that's how we want to do it. I don't need players. Oh, I did that. I did that. And then you, did you watch the film? No, I didn't watch the film, but I know I did it. Well, really, I'm I'm telling you, I used to think that too. I used to think, boy, I played great. My man didn't get make no tackles. You watch that them. you're trying to slide under your seat because you, you screwed up everywhere. It's tough. Nobody wants to admit, I promise you, nobody wants to admit they made mistakes. That's the first thing. They don't want to admit they made mistakes. But I'm going to tell you, the best players in the world understand they make mistakes. How are we going to fix them? That's the thing. How are we going to fix them? What are we going to do? to fix them. Um, you know, have an open mind. Don't argue with your coach. Let them do let them do their job, you know. I promise you they got the they got your best interest in mind. They're they're they don't want to steer you in their own direction. Um they want to make winners out of it. I, I like I said I've I've not running across any coaches that don't want to win. Um players that don't want to win, you know. They're out there. Just don't think you know more than, than anybody else. Um, because I'm telling you, the best make mistakes. I make mistakes. Coach, and I make mistakes. Call the wrong plays. Put the wrong players in certain positions. You, you practice and you, you think this player's better here, better here. Hey, you get to the game realize, hey, they're, ain't, they're not. Hey, it happened. What, what am I going to do? Just. Dwell on it, oh man, no, we're going to make that work. No, you change it up and you go on and say, hey, I made a mistake. Who cares? I made a mistake. We fixed it. I want to win the game. That's what it's all about. You want to reach that ultimate goal. So, if you want to be a great player, in my opinion, here's some things you need to be you need to be coachable, you need to be humble. You need to be able to take that destructive criticism when it comes your way. Have a great attitude about it. Be willing to work harder than anybody else, no matter how much knowledge or your skill level. It's going to be to your team's advantage, to your advantage. Um, the biggest mistakes people that I I firmly believe the biggest mistake made in women's football is from the lack of participation at practice. That, to me, is the biggest thing. Um, Everybody that knows me knows that I'm big on practice. I say it on here probably more than Anybody can that could say, or even wants to talk about. You cannot fix mistakes when you're not there. You cannot work on being great when people are not there. You know, I I look at it as as this: if you got a if you got a job to do. And your job, it comes down, you're on assembly line, and the, the first person is there, and they're working. Second first, so on. Then about halfway through, that person don't show up. What's going to happen? Well, the fourth person's probably going to work their hind end off, trying to figure out how to do both jobs. The sixth person in line is going to say, well, I don't know how to do that. What well, am I supposed to do? If they ain't getting there. Then the seventh person is going to look six. It, it it trickles down, girls, guys, whoever's listening. Um, you know, I, I really don't like to keep harping on it, but I'm I'm telling you, being that was the topic tonight, pick for me to talk about, I'm talking about. It. And if you want to help your team more than anything else. Show up, participate, be a great example, be ready to roll, open-minded, coachable. Like I said, i give you all them variables right there that I think it takes. So what? You're the best player on the team? Be humble about it. Everybody knows you're the best player on the team. I promise. Every single person knows who the best players are on every team. You don't have to be a, a love head to, <laughs> to keep reminding them. You know, like so many of these NFL players do, it drives me crazy. Everybody knows what they can do. They don't have to keep trying to show out and show everybody. We we get it. We everybody's watching. They can see what's going on. Do your job. Keep your mouth shut. Make your millions. Go on. We know. We know what happens here. You don't get nothing from it except the joy of playing women's football. All your life, you've been told you couldn't play. Now you get an opportunity to play. Take advantage of it. Love it. Learn from it. Learn life goals and things through football. Whether you're getting paid or whether you're not getting paid, you sign that line, you sign a contract, be serious about it. You know, take pride in it. Be want to be great. Want to be the best there is on that team. And if every single person takes that step and have that attitude, you're going to go far. I promise you. But the problem is, we don't. Everybody, it's too easy to miss practice. Well, I uh, I got this. Do, you know, I got that to do. Well, so this person might have had that to do too. They just figured a way around it to, so they could make. it. You know, I hear a lot of people say, "Well, stuff happens." Yeah, it does. This seems like it keeps happening to the same one, the same one, same one, same one. Um, you know, and it seems like the same ones that make practice every day figure out how to get around that stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's just always been that way as long as we've had a team. Um, you know, I hear uh, a lot of stuff. Jennifer makes every practice. Well, she's your wife. That makes it easy. Well, let me tell you something. I'll promise you, she hears more from me than anybody else. Plus, when she didn't play for me, she played on a team in Chattanooga. And... Between the practices and the games, they practiced every Tuesday and Thursday, and they either played in Chattanooga or they played on the road. She made all those every week, and she was the only one. She made more I think one week she missed – I don't know if she missed both practices or one practice um, because I was sick and in the hospital, and she stayed there with me. She made more practices than anybody else made on that whole team, and live 225 miles away. So, no, it ain't just because she's my wife that it's easier for her to make these practices. She works a job. I work. We we figure it out, people. That's what you do. You plan ahead. You don't wait to the last minute and decide, oh, man, I've got to figure out how to get away so I can go to practice. You plan ahead. Uh, that's why we try to get schedules out this year as early as possible, so we could have the least amount of people for every team, not just our team for every team. My goal is for for every game in the USWFL this year, every single game to be played and not forfeited. Every single game. That's why we got the schedule out there as early as possible, so these people could make arrangements, make plans. It's no different for for a team. You just have to do it. If you're going to be a part of it, and if you're going to be a part of it, do it right. Be proud to be a part of it. You do all that, and I promise you, the mistakes are going to last. There's going to be way less of them if we do those things. But, when it comes down to it, you hear a lot of talk. Oh, Coach, man, I, I want to be this. I want to be that. I wanna... Guess what? It takes more than just telling me. You have to show me. And a lot of people just don't have it in them. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, that, that oh, I, I'm too good to practice. I, I'd play for him if, if uh, I didn't have to come to practice all the time. I promise you, you'll never play for me never play for me that's your attitude because i'm a firm believer in it i am a firm believer in it um and i i'm not sure i'd I'd say every coach is i guess it just at some point in time you just get tired of um fussing about it and throw in the towel and everything just becomes acceptable but That'll never be the case here. I'll just go ahead and and retire and, and get out of it when it comes down to that because I'm 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 too too much of a practical person to um uh, let that happen. I wanna be I wanna be the best. Um I want our team to be the best. I want every single player to be their best. Uh that's all I care. They don't have I tell my players all the time, you don't have to be this one. You just have to be you. Just be the best you you can be. If you're a stock market broker, be the best one. If you work at McDonald's, be the best one. Don't matter. You drive a truck, be the best one. Whatever. Be the best you can possibly be. You don't have to compete to be better than Joe Blow. Just be the best you can be. Worry about you, the mistakes will they will not be there as many. Um, you know, we've been we've been working out for the last couple of days, really hard, uh, working on a couple of players that uh, needed extra work. Of course, everybody always needs extra work, but um, needs sort of behind a little bit and kind of get caught up and make mistakes. For example, we talked about it a lot today. We had like a classroom session today. During that session, we talked about lack of knowledge. There's no excuse for it. No excuse. We're here. Jennifer's here. When she's here, she can work with you. I'm here. We'll work with you. And if it's raining outside, you can sit inside somewhere. Go to the park. They always got covered picnic areas. Go over things Get your dry race board Draw your plays out Write them down There's no excuse for it people There's none um, The excuse is One or two days a week And you can't find enough time to make it That's the excuse um, That's not an excuse for me that, That's not good enough for me um, Show up more than that Show up every day uh, When you can't show up Like I said Look, do these things. It don't have to be. If if you've been a part of my team, you know the plays, what we're going to run. Look those plays. Know what your position is, what position you play. Say, hey, I'm going to give me a dry race board. I'm going to go every one of these plays. Draw you up a scenario. Run you a five front. Run you a four front. Put people where they should be. Okay, here's what I'm going to do on this play so even even if you can't make all the practice, and I get some people we have we just had some people that moved that live five hours away that that's a lot of travel, and naturally, they did not make all the workouts during the week. We still have a couple that travel uh three hours maybe a little less. they're not gonna make all those practices during the week. Um, we got a couple that still travel an hour plus. It's going to be tough for them to make all those practices during the week. Now, here's what I'm going to tell them. Just because they, reason if they can't make it over here, work out at home. Study at home. Get your playbook out. Look through it. Get your dry erase board. Hey, I'm going to do this. Here's what I do in these scenarios. It's it's easy people. It it's easy. Take your dry race board, throw up every position, know which one you play, set up be some defenses over there. Hey, here's where the ball's coming, here's what I need to do. Work at it. There's no excuse for the knot. You call me, most of the time I I'll, I'll be able to answer the phone. You call Jennifer, most time she'll be able to answer your phone. You call Mike, Cody, Tony, whatever. Somebody's going to answer the phone, I promise you. And we're going to know what you need to do in those situations. So there's no sense to be Lack of experience is one thing. There's no sense in having a lack of knowledge. Um, If you can't figure it out, ask somebody. Uh, that's, That's the big thing. Do not make more mistakes by being dumb or blind to the situation. Um, you know, I always say this at practice. Uh used to be to me when I played and the coach would say, Hey, the main thing you don't do is if you play on the line is get confused and not block anybody. I don't care who it is. Find somebody. There's always somebody with a different color jersey on than you that's not getting blocked. You block that person. Then we'll figure out what happened. But you make sure you block somebody. Well, guess what? I say that every damn practice, and I swear, we had a scrimmage. I watched the film. And lo and I think I'm going to block this, and I think I'm going to block that and end up not blocking anybody. How, how does that happen? I mean, you can't block two unless one falls or something. Pick one and block them. So you just sit there and look back and forth like a dog going to chase a star or not, and instead you don't block anybody. Uh, fortunate for us that the quarterback didn't get killed. Uh, You know, that's the kind of mistakes that drive me crazy Because I talk about that every single day No matter what happens Make sure you block somebody If you block the wrong person, we'll figure it out Make sure you block somebody I'll never forget I've been games and and miss a block or somebody get by me or whatever. Forget to block the right person. But I found somebody to block. And you know what? Most of the time it went by and they never said a word. So they I blocked somebody. That's what we have to do. Um that's that's a big no no. That's making the kind of mistakes that's gonna get me to holler at you. I promise you, because I've told you and told you and told you, uh Just block somebody. And when you stand there and let two people run by you because you don't know who to block, yeah, that's one of those mistakes that's going to get me riled up real fast. Um, You know, don't make mental mistakes. The lack of knowledge is making mental mistakes. Um, Now, I get, you know, you get some players that have played – for other teams, and those other teams didn't teach them anything, and they come here, and things are so much different, and they're saying, man, I didn't really know that all this happened, and I get it. They feel like they've got some experience, but yet they're not sure because they don't have any knowledge, and it's tough. Well, I've played for a couple of years, but man, I don't know anything. Well, you know, you just start at ground zero. I'm, so we just go over it every day, just go over the same thing every day until it sinks in, then we move on, something else. That's that's all we can do. Um, you know, it's kind one of deals you can't leave. You don't want to leave your partner behind. We can't leave them behind. Even though you want to hurry up, you want to get ready, you want to be, be ready to play the first game, after first try practice, but in reality, it don't happen that way. It's baby steps. You have to go through them. It's learning curves. And if you try to get uh, ahead of yourself, you're gonna make plenty of mistakes. So, um, so we've been working on it this week. We're gonna continue to work on it um, every day that we get to practice. We're gonna work hard. We're gonna. Um, Set up scenarios, hey, tell me what you struggle with. I want to know what you struggle with the most. And I, I do want to know that. I want to know what you feel like you did not do the best. Because the things you do the best, that's the least we need to work on. Now, we're not going to skip them. We're going to work on them. But we're not going to work on them as much because you already do them good. You know, it's like the best players – The the least amount of coach They require the least amount of attention Anybody can coach the great ones I promise you Getting everybody else to be great Is is what it takes So you've got to work at it And they've got to be willing to work at it It goes back to what I said Have an open mind Be coachable Be humble about it Um, You do those things we're going to make a lot less mistakes. Um, and I firmly believe if we get to practice a lot of those mistakes, I can learn you that knowledge. We can go over it and over it and over it and over it. I I used to hear when we first started a team, we had oh, we had ended up with two players that had one year of women's football, football experience period. Two players. First year we had a team that had uh, playing experience, and I had one year. So, we had uh, a bunch of girls that had never played. I don't use rookies. Most of these girls know that. But uh, we had a lot of girls that was inexperienced. So, in practice, we didn't have a very big play, but we probably didn't have maybe, I'd say at the most, 10 plays on one side and 10 plays on the and all we did was run those same plays over and over and over and over and over. And one girl said, man, are we ever going to run anything else? I said, do we run this all the time mistake-free? She sort of looked, boy, me. I said, well, every time we come to practice, we start out the same routine, Yep, yeah? Did all the balls get caught? Did everybody uh, make the right – catch, did everybody make the right throw, did everybody make the right move, make the right block? Probably not. I said that's exactly right. You got to. you got to work at it. Once you get that done, Pat, move on to something else. But if you can't do certain things, the handful of plays successful, there ain't no use in having two or three hundred plays. I'm just here to tell you, if you got to have something that you do right and do well or, or you're just going to keep making mistakes. You're just going to keep failing. You know, I I don't know how a lot of teams do it. I don't know how they run their practices, um, how they do them. You know, maybe they do it differently. Maybe they're going to run all 200 plays every practice and or else. Maybe that's the case. Um, we got a routine we start with every practice and we go through the same things every day. No, I'm not happy with them every day because we make a lot of mistakes in them every day. We still have receivers that don't know the route. We still have linemen, don't know where to block, um, we still have uh, working on, running backs, quarterbacks. We're still a work in progress. We've only been practicing for um, a month and a half. So, yeah, well, there's a lot of work to be done. That's why we keep doing it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. I want it to become second nature. With all these lines, everybody. When quarterback calls the play, hey, man, it pops in your head just like getting in your car. First thing you do when you get in your car, start it, right? Shut the door. Process. You know what I'm saying? I want I want it to be that come that natural to you. The only way you can do that is repetition. You don't learn to drive a car by sitting in the house. You learn to drive it, baby, by getting out there and drive. Same way with uh, with football, running plays, practicing, big on it. So, it's routine people. It's uh, it's it's to me it's a simple topic to talk about. A lot of times it's a touchy situation. People don't wanna be pointed out the mistakes, but for me personally, it's just a simple You show up to practice, we work on it, we'll eliminate those mistakes, we'll get you the experience. Um, that's all I can say. We work hard to do that in practice as much as we possibly can, and we put uh put it in motion on game day um I say the least amount of people uh the you know the more people you get at practice the least amount of uh, mistakes you get so um that's that's about all I've got for you on the on the Correcting the mistakes, or practicing games. I got some questions here. I'm gonna we'll answer. Um, you know, every every week I do uh, talk talk of uh, well, I talk all the time on here. But um, you know, I I really do don't thank JC enough because I mean she does all the work. Really sets all this stuff up. Like JC Hawk Sports Network it is a lot harder than people think. I never dreamed it would be that hard. I don't know at what extent the work is on her end. Um, but I really do. Um, being as I decided to do it, I take it serious and it's a lot of work. I write down every, every week, I write down about eight or 10 pages of this stuff. Um, because I want to make sure that I go over everything that I'm thinking about. Um, Turn up, you know, for letting me do this and letting us talk about women's football. Um, because it, it, I have been, you know, had been before covering some talking about some basketball games and college football and NFL, blah blah blah, while there wasn't so much women's um, activity going on. But this is basically, we started this show for women's football, and naturally, I have a team. We have a league. I want those to succeed. But without women's football succeeding, none of that is possible. Um, I think too many people don't understand that or, or may be too quick to judge me to say, well, oh, he cares about this, that, and other. I promise you, you don't know me. There's girls that come to my team from another team that tell you that's the, that is as far from the truth as it could possibly be. Um, I do care about our team, first and foremost. I do care about our league, first and foremost. But if we don't keep women's football alive, it can never grow. I want the serious people. I would like for everybody to take the, the seriousness to it like I take Maybe they do. I don't know. But a lot of the teams I seen didn't. And that's why we have a team. And that literally just drove me crazy. And you know, we lose teams we've lost I don't know, at least two teams, not this league, but just throughout women's football I just heard today that the St. Louis Slam are not playing this year. Um, the Sacramento Sirens are not playing this year. Um, several other teams are not playing this year. I've seen where or heard. I didn't see. I heard where a couple more teams have announced this is their last year playing. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I do know this. It's tough. I mean, it is really, really tough to to keep a team together. I mean. Somebody like me, it, it about drives you crazy because you don't get that participation that you, you want and you need. And you, you see how good you can be, but when they don't show up, you, you wonder. And it literally, it it, it drives me insane. It, it's really, it's a, hurts me bad because I'm just not built that way. Um, I'm always been, no matter my mom taught me, son, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're not going to do it, don't ever start it. Set it home. Um, You start, you're going to finish. You're going to play. I don't think people do that attitude today. I think it's too easy to quit. Don't like the coach. I I ain't going to start. Well, You know what? Work harder. Show up more. I think you do those things. I think you're changing. I don't know anybody out there that shows up on a regular basis, keeps their mouth shut, works hard, that probably ain't getting all the playing time they want. Don't know me. So it, it, it's tough on me um, from from that standpoint. Um, I, I do love football in general. Um, I've grown to love over the past six years, women's football, uh, for for one thing, being able to take inexperience, unknowledge about the game, players, and make them champions is a great feeling. Um, You know, to be able to take them from scratch and make something out of them is great. And I'm going to tell you, if everybody was – get on the same page as far as my team, I'm talking, I'm not talking about it, but as as a lot of these players, sky's the limit for you. But you know what? There's a handful of you that are, and it takes more than a handful to be great as a team. It really really does. Uh, I've seen it year after year um, all over football, not just women's. Uh, you know, I'm not. It don't take it in the divisions. You know, there's different divisions of football. It don't take uh, great numbers to to win Division Three. Shoot, Division Three WFA team won it last year with 13 players. I heard they only had 15, like once or twice all year long. Played with 13 all year long to win Division Three championship in the WFA. One thing for sure, they had to be in shape, and they had to, had to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing that bothers me about not having a lot, is being able to get in shape and being able to stay healthy. And I figured if you get in shape, you're going to stay healthier than you would if not. Um, so, you know, the, I love women's football. The part that I don't love is the part that I can't control. And that's the uh, amount of participation that you get from players that not play. I mean, you know, we kept quite a few players this year, but we lost a few uh, key players as well for whatever reason. And uh, you know, that that hurts because you if you have those players, then you have more with the few you gain. That makes you feel like you can be uh, really Dominant again And uh, You know There's girls That There's Pages I've got pages Of girls That have come Through our Organization That just Cannot stand The commitment factor. fact uh, Would love To play But I You know I can probably Play But I, I Can't make As many practices As you probably Want me to Well you probably Can't play So That just Bothers me That's just, That's the thing that I can't control and that's the part of women's football that I don't like is that I can't get seventy players. You know, that I can't get fifty players. I mean, hell I can't even get twenty five players. But the, in all reality is the fact that drives me crazy is I cannot get that many players to commit when I know how these other how these other teams do it, man. They get fifty or seventy. Well that's why they're good. That's why you see them make the least amount of mistakes. Um, that's why they win. But uh, I'm going to answer these few questions here. And uh, I just wanted to thank J.C. Hog uh, Sports Network. Like I say, there's a lot of work she does to, to give us this opportunity to talk about this great sport. And, uh, you know, nobody really uh, cares about it. Um, you go out, I told my girls the other day, you go out here and stop ten people in the road. And say, hey, I'm gonna give you a free ticket to uh, go up here and watch this women's football game. You want it? And that's a night. You say, hey, I got a. I'm gonna give you. I got a ticket here for a hundred dollars to watch a, a college game or an NFL game. Oh man, yeah, they are gonna jerk your arm off. that right? Just because these girls are not. Men don't mean they don't love to play and don't mean they can't play. Yeah, they're not as big, they're not as fast, they're not as strong. Some of them are just as good in their own right. Um, And I I really, really do think that if we could change the culture of of this thinking and get these girls to take it serious, build bigger and better teams that, you every single thing you do is team-oriented. You know, I'd like nothing better than to have a bus. And when we roll in to play an away game, my whole team is right there on that bus. We have a van that's done that. I, I love it. I love to see other teams show up. I, usually, I don't love it because it usually means they've got a bunch of players and they're getting ready to uh, – bring the heat. But in all reality, I love the concept. They're team-oriented. Everybody travels on the bus. You take it serious. You can talk about the game plan. You've got coaches sitting throughout. You can talk about stuff. It really helps. I love that. Um, I think if we ever get to that point to where every team is, is like that, changing the culture. Everything you see, you see a bus pull in. Those girls rolling down all that bus, rolling through there. They go into the locker room. Everybody's already there. Not girls showing up here, showing up there. Half of these working, uh, get stretched. The other half ain't there. I really think that is a lot that's slowing us down uh, as far as getting on the big stage and drawing people is the lack of commitment and the lack of seriousness. I, I really believe that. And I'm doing everything I can. I promise to, to change it, but I'm just one person. I'm in a, I'm a small fish in a big pond and nobody really cares about what I have to say. Um, so, but I, I still keep trying. That don't mean that I give up on it because that's my belief. Um, I I love that concept. I think if we ever get that going as as a whole, I mean, I know it takes money. I understand that first thing somebody's going to say, well, he's talking all that. What takes money? And you're right, man, I don't have a bus. Trust me, I don't have a bus because we don't have the funds for a bus. Hey, but if we had the funds for a bus, Believe me, I've had one. Um, we bought that van, um, me and Jennifer bought that van four years ago out of our trust and account, no, just to the football team. So um, we, we know all too well about funds. I'm just saying that that really, to me, is one thing that's holding us back is the lack of of seriousness about it as far as it being team-oriented. You get uh, the local – news and furs and, and money people to come to practice. And, look, there you have eight or ten at practice. you think they're going to take you serious? They're going to look at man, I thought this was a football team. Where they at? So what if you only got 17 or 18? You tell them up front, hey, I got 17 or 18 players. They show up to films, and I got all 17 or 18 there. Hey, man, look here. They get all their players practice. They must be somewhat serious about it. You know, go to a game. Look here, man. They got, they got every one of their players at the game. Away game. Hey, all their players are here at the game. I think that's what we're lacking. And it ain't just my team. It, it's every team. Um, I'm sure the big team's got it figured out. They're, they got a lot more money. They got a lot more players, a lot more money. Um, I hear that the uh, – Woman that owns Atlanta Phoenix is brilliant at uh, uh, getting uh, sponsorships and stuff like that for her team. Uh, matter of fact, I believe the WFA is hosting her champion. Uh, Atlanta's hosting that championship this year. Uh, I heard or read something that they're gonna have sweets and everything. So I, I hear that that woman is really, really smart. That's great. We need we need more of that out here in uh, women's football, and I think that that's what it's going to take to get us on the map. It ain't just, um, you know, because there's only, I don't know, I don't want nobody to quote me on this fear, but I'm going to say 15 teams that maybe or 15 players and over. Throughout all the women's football, there may be more that. Mr. guessing. we lost Chicago Forest this year. So um, I don't know how many I heard it the California War or something maybe wasn't playing. They were a division one team. Um I don't know about the Sacramento Sirens, but uh Saint Louis Slam, they had well somewhat around forty some I think. They were division two. Um so I don't think there is as many. So naturally the smaller teams don't have the money. They don't generate the kind of uh, money that these big teams do and uh, don't have, but I just feel like that when you when you see um, even the small college teams. That's what I'm going to refer us to. Not uh, I'm going to refer Division three teams to small college teams, and I'm going to say like our local ETSU Buccaneers team here. They're in a SOCON, so which they call Southern Conference. They they travel on uh, big coach buses. I'm not even talking about that. I'd take any kind of bus. But they travel on coach buses. Now, I know that they're, they got a lot of money, but still, they show up. Everybody's wearing the same attire. Uh, everybody gets off that bus. They got their gear right there what they – just their immediate gear. Then they'll have equipment, trailer, bus, follower, whatever, all that stuff. But, man, they get off every single player gets off that bus. All the coaches get off that bus. Man, it just looks so good walking down through there. Um, I really think that's, that's one thing, holding women's football back, from getting those seriousness, serious people – on board and uh, taking that next step. I really, I really do. Um, I don't know what to do about it. Um, we, we ourselves don't have any sponsors either. Uh, we don't really have a, a PR person that works on it. Um, I, I'm just a dumb old hillbilly country boy. I just get on here and talk, and act like I know what's going on, and and I'm a hands in the dirt kind of guy. So I'm not that kind of person. I just know what it takes to, to make it work. I'm just not the kind of person that can get out here and beat the bushes and hound these people and beg them and ask them for money. When they say no, keep after them again until they say yes. Somebody tells me no, I, I'm done with them forever. It just kills my soul. So um, for J.C. to have just the show, for us to promote women's football, I've talked a lot just to say that, but for her just to have this show for us to promote women's football is a lot. And I'm sure it's a lot of aggravation and a, a lot of time consuming for her to do it. And uh, I appreciate it. Um, I do appreciate everybody that listens, you know. and I'd like for more people to send us questions or uh, get in on the chat, send comments or talk about things or topics they'd like for me to talk about um every week. Um you can call in. You don't have, I don't have to have this special guest for you to call into the show. It's you know, like I said I usually give the number out and it's six five seven three eight three one oh two oh. Uh you can get to the chat by radio dot dot com. We'd like to really have a lot of people interact with us here. Um, to help make this work, man, it ain't just, uh, I'm in it for women's football. Uh, she started this show for women's football. And that's what I'm in it for. And actually, I want to make it clear, I have a team. I'm for them. I have a league. I'm for it. We're, we're here for women's football as well. And I talk about a lot of teams and a lot of leagues uh, throughout the year, And like I said, I don't want to fool nobody or anybody have a misconception. We do have a team and we do have a league, and those are my first and foremost. But if we cannot keep women's football alive, it's all for nothing. So um, we try to do what we can. I would be willing to bet that me and Jennifer have made more championships of all different leagues than – than most anybody. Um, we've been to the IWFL, been to the USWFL, even when we wasn't in it. Um, we make arrangements to to watch the WFA. We go to other games when other leagues, uh, when, when we're not playing, um, you know, we're we're gonna to try to make it to the WFA championships this year. It it don't matter that We just got our own league. Man, I I'm I'm telling you, I'm in it for women's football. I want to be able to learn something. Um you can always learn something from somebody if you have an open mind and you're willing to, so um that's that's what we wanna do. And people don't realize that it takes a lot of effort just to be able to put this show on every Tuesday night. Not just from her but for me. Uh, there's a lot of work to it. People don't realize uh, how much work there is. So for her to take the time, for me to take the time, we both enjoy women's football in general. So I wanna thank her for that. Especially I don't get to enough. A lot of times I talk so much we, we run out of time. So we're probably not far away from that tonight, but uh, I'm going to answer these questions anyway. So let's see what they are. All right. First one is How soon do you think you should introduce pads, pads to the players? Players and pads, whatever. You know, the the biggest thing is we, I want to get them in pads obviously as quick as possible for the simple reason they most of, a lot of them have never been in pads and you know you you catch different you throw different they feel different you get your stance different everything about wearing pads is not normal uh, and when you've never worn them every helmet don't fit I don't care what you do There's just certain things you might have to do to your helmet or wear a skull cap or a bandana or whatever, uh, put iron in it, whatever, to make that helmet fit right. It's just they don't make, like, almost the size. They make small, they make extra small, small, medium, large, extra large. Now, People's heads are in between that. So sometimes that helmet really tight makes a mark on you. Sometimes that thing's really loose. You have to sit there you have to do certain things. Those things don't get – those things are not comfortable. You've got to warm them to make them comfortable. You know, get those shoulder pads on. Naturally, you can't have as much movement with shoulder pads on as you can without them. Um, get those cleats on. You know, get used to, You wear gloves. Get used to them. What all that stuff. So I literally, I like to make sure um, to get our players in in equipment as soon as possible. Um, to be direct with the question, um, the first of the year, we we start playing at the end of March, first of April, uh, every year. So at the first of the year, January, I. I always introduce my girls to the pads. Um, we do a little hitting, very little. Uh, hit the dummies a lot. Work on a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we we do work on drills, and we do do some hitting and some tackling and that kind of thing. But listen, when you don't have 50 players, you gotta you gotta watch what you do. Um, you know, I always said we're harder on each other in practice than than what the games are. So I want to get them used to it for the simple reason that getting used to carry that. Uh, even though during the week uh, we don't we don't hit much, we wear them pads because I promise you, quarterback throws different with them on, receivers catch different, uh, running backs. Feel different with them Line. They get down there in that stance, it's harder to move those pads on. Harder to get that head up, that helmet on. Everything's harder, but you got to get used to it. So that's that's sort of what we uh, like to do uh, around here and as soon as possible. But really first years about about when it happens for us. Maybe other teams, um, you know, I, you mentioned to me the other day that um, a lot of teams don't even start in full pads till light in February to start working out in, in January. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just know that um, when we, we have a lot of, of green players or new players that, I like to get them uh, start learning routes and uh, try to get them in a position that they might play and start learning from, uh, places and uh, things they might be doing so we sort of stay ahead of the curve because you don't get to practice every day. And when you don't get to practice every day, got to take that time that you got and uh, make the best out of it. So uh, that's, uh, that's your answer for that. Okay, let's see. Uh, When should a team stop recruiting? Uh, Well, I guess if if you're a small team, for instance, like us, I mean, 25 to cut. You can only have 25 players. Um, I think the cutoff for the league is May 15th. Uh, They have to be on your roster by May 15th. Um, so that's when that's when we're gonna stop recruiting. Um, you know. As bad as it may sound, you need you need players. I mean, uh, it is what it is, but on the same sense the uh, same line as that the reason that rule's put in effect is to keep um Keep teams that are done early or players that are done early uh, from just jumping from team to team to find a team that they can win on. So even though they're small roster teams, you have to put uh, something there or or it happens. And, uh, you know, it should be fair. If you can take your 15 players and meet everybody that's in the league without them having to get – two or three players from five or six teams then you should be able to do that and uh, you know the middle of the year I think how so we did ours from from the time the first game is to the season's over uh, we divide that in half I believe and um, that's when you know that's when you can uh, the last time you can add to your roster so if I'm not mistaken don't quote me on that 100% I ain't got the figures in front of me but it's what I thing comes to mind and, and and at that point, you know that's when I will stop recruit now, as far as really recruit i'm I'm not out there recruiting I mean you know if players can if players you know new players gonna show up here or or whatever and and do like everybody else up to that date, and uh, we can get them in a uniform that if we have ordered or um get them one in a time, then they're they're welcome to play, but I'm not recruiting because I'm trying to get ready for what we have already on the team ready to play so um, I'm well you know that's all you can do is you can't you can't wish and you can't hope if we all could, you know you would clone all the players you got, and you would have plenty but this in the real world, it don't happen that way. Um, we're going to, you know, like I say, there might be um, – I mean, we we got ads out there that we keep out there all the time on certain pages and stuff like that that uh, we got a team and for recruiting call this and that. And, you know, you'll have a player call or two and then once they – figure out, all this ain't like a pick-up softball league where I'm just going to show up on game day. I'm actually going to have to practice and show up. Well, that ain't for me. You you got all kinds of that stuff. We get all kinds of that. Let me explain that. And uh, I'm I'm just happy to have what I got. And uh, they all show up, put in the work. Um, I think we'll be able to compete Uh, if they don't. That ain't no secret. I tell them I'm a realist. I tell them every week, like, hey, man, we can be as good as y'all want to be. I mean, there's only so much I can do. I'm not claiming, claiming to be the best coach in the world, but I know what it takes. And I tell them, and we work at it. That's all I can do. I can't play for them. My other coaches can't play for them. It's all in their hands. Some of them are, have the same feeling about it I do. It just drives them crazy that certain people don't show up all the time and that puts everybody in a box. Um it it's just it's just the way it is. That's the part um that I I think that's holding us all back from not just having a successful team every year, but having a successful league, having a successful uh women football in general um, thing of being able to grow that, I think that that's a big big, big thing that's holding us back and if you know if you got twenty players or fifteen players, whatever you got, and they're all there and you're working hard, and you're getting in shape, man I think you can do something with them. But if you got 30, and I've seen seen them before, you have 35. And only four or five show up at practice. You're in trouble. I'm just here to say you are in trouble. And uh, I've seen those teams are out this year. Matter of fact, that's another team that's not playing. Uh, forgot about them. Um, They went from playing in division Two WFA to not having a team. I, I... you know, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but I mean, I don't understand why. And uh, you know, we're on the very, I Not not that we're ever out hot water because we don't uh, we don't have a boatload. You're always worried and scared when you're you have small numbers uh, because of the seriousness and lack of participation. But uh, you know, I, I don't think about think about it that way because we get enough to. You know, at least the practice to to play. And uh, so that to me is is goes back to the topic what's causing the biggest mistakes, what causes to keep from reaching our ultimate goals as owners, as the league owners, as as women organizations, period, is a lack of seriousness and lack of serious participation. So um, that's about it for tonight. Don't have any more questions come in. Um, Again, I want to thank J.C. Hawks Sports Network um, for allowing us this great opportunity. Um, You know, I just told my girls on Sunday, hey, i do it. It It ain't in my wheelhouse. It ain't something I've ever did. i do it for women's football. And that's exactly what I told him. I did it to try to help women's football grow. And I don't know if I'm making any headway, but I'm I'm sure trying, and I'm sure grateful for her to to give us that opportunity. And uh, you know, I guess if I had to take it, somebody else might Um, I don't uh, I don't like to put things in the hands of other people that I know that I can not say do myself, but I've got more faith in myself, and I do a lot of other people to speak for women's football as a whole versus just their team. Um, one other thing before I do go, um, the the USWFL on March 31st is having an inaugural kickoff classic in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, we're actually hosting that event this year. And the championship next year, we're hoping to move it around to a really nice place. Uh, Each year, maybe, we're hoping to get it moved around to a nice place. Um, There's going to be four games that day. Eight teams are going to make up those four games. Um, The Detroit Pride is going to play the Fayetteville Fierce. Um, Tri-Cities Thunder is going to play the North Florida Pumas. The Capital City Savages are going to play the uh, Hampton Roads, Lady Gators, and then the Houston uh, Houston Heat are going to play the Washington Prodigy. Uh, All four of those games will be played on March the 31st. Um, We're hoping to have a good turnout. It's going to be some great games. I'm telling you, uh, there's already a lot of talk from a lot of teams that and they think they're the cream of the crop. They think they, uh, at least their players, think they're the best. And, um, you know, there's always a, a lot of talk of, amongst uh, women players. And never forget the first game we ever played, team Atlanta Heartbreakers, they talked for six weeks. And I told our girls, I think some of them were just scared to death by all the talk they'd talk. I said, just avoid all that. Just avoid every single bit of – get down there, and they had the they, – they it was really a great experience. They had a live DJ set up down there, and he was in one corner and playing like it was a, a Super Bowl crowd. I mean, and it was a good crowd, but he was playing like it was prepared for Super Bowl. Had an announcer, the players – uh, come out there and uh, run to the middle of the field. The coach come running out there, high-stepping like he is, Deion Sanders, and they stood there at midfield and turned around and was dancing and pointing at us like, man, it's game on. We're ready to roll. And half of my players, I don't think they've ever been out the state Tennessee, they're about half scared to death. Um, but I'm going to tell you what, the end of the game, we never did any talking. In the end of the game, we, we killed them. We slacked. them. And all that talk wasn't nothing but silence. So um, you know what? I uh, we we stay humble. I tell my players all the time, stay humble, avoid all that talk. A lot of people talk, let let them do the talk. Um, but there is a lot of talk already. A lot of teams think they the team look and they may be. Hey, I'm I'm not saying they're not. I know they'll probably get talking if they hear this, but I'm not saying they're not. Of cream the crop. I'm just saying they firmly believe they are, and uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, playoff contenders playing a championship contender. Let's put it that way. Playing that day that could be rematches in the playoffs, and that's what's great about it. Is everybody's coming to, to showcase their talents, put it on display for the whole league to see right there, and that's going to be great. And we're going like I say, try to do this every year and move to a different place and uh, make it a special event, uh, something that none of the other leagues do. Um not trying to be better than them. We're just trying to have a great league and try to do different things. and. Uh, we're proud to, to get that going and uh, be we're excited about the opportunity when it comes. So if you're out there listening, that's gonna be March the thirty first of this year and there's gonna be uh four games that day and to clarify it's gonna be eight teams. No one team is not going to play four games. Um it's gonna be a great atmosphere. We've got a great place to play. It's a great location. Um uh a legendary field. If um, anybody's ever been there, they know what kind of facility it is. It's a nice facility, a nice little town. Um, everybody's friendly. It's going, to, it's going to be a great thing. Um, so if you're out there listening, get an opportunity to come. Maybe some of you girls are playing in it. Hey, man, we're looking looking forward to it. Win, rooms are draw, we're, we're going to have a great time. Um, naturally. Everybody wants to win. There's only going to be four winners. So, um, win, lose, or go, we're, we're going to have a great time. We're going to put on a great organization up there. And uh, we'd like for everybody to come. So, put that on your calendar, March 31st, at the Stone Castle in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, with that being said, I'll leave you tonight. And uh, again, thank J.C. Hawk Sports Network. Uh, we'll see you again next Tuesday night.